Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I wish somebody would have just sat me down and explained what it all really looks like, what the big picture is and how you have to do it and how you have to do it perfectly. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Uh, Just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fun That Flip, you know Fun That Flip, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fun That Flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, Sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you got to do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out all the fluffy stuff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other best ever guests. And with us today, we have a real estate broker who has built her brokerage and become the top 3% of all the agents in Wilmington, North Carolina area. How are you doing, Amy Freeman? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to meet you and looking forward to getting to know you more on the show. A little bit about Amy. She is the owner and real estate broker of Amy and Company with the Keller Williams Group. She, as I mentioned, is in the top 3% of all agents in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
her company's total production was over $7.5 million in 2015. The MLS average was $2.9 million. She is a certified negotiation expert and strategic pricing specialist. With that being said, Amy, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Um, so this year I've really been focused on building my team. Uh, I've, I've had my license since 1998. I've done pretty much every aspect of the position. You know, I've been on a team. I've had my own team twice. I've been an individual agent. I've worked for small companies, big companies, worked for a builder. And I realized last year that I just can't do it myself if I want to grow bigger. So about this time last year, I started to build a team, even with just a part-time admin. And currently today, it's myself as the primary listing agent. We have a full-time admin, full-time transaction coordinator, and four buyer's agents, and always looking for more buyer's agents. So that's really my focus this year has been building the team. Knowing that you're with the Keller Williams Group, have you read The Millionaire Real Estate Agent? I have. I've listened to it on Audible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You've consumed it. You've consumed it in your mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know he talked about that. It's one that I think you need to to read and listen to several times. It's so informative. Because you mentioned the admin, and I know he talks about having the admin as your first hire. Is that where you got the idea from? It is. I actually hired a real estate coach January of last year, not this past January. And she was previously with Keller Williams and then was a coach out on her own. And now she's a Keller Williams maps coach. So she's really guided these decisions. I mean, I certainly didn't expect in a year that we would have grown to the number of staff that we have now, because for me, you know, I don't know what you know about maybe personality tests, but I'm a 99 D and a 99 I. I want to do everything myself. I think I'm the best person to do it. It's very hard for me to delegate. And, you know, even when I hired that first assistant, it was two days a week from nine to three because I honestly just didn't know what I'd give her. And that position didn't, you know, we changed people a couple of times before I actually followed Keller Williams Recruit Select and hired people the way that I should be hiring them and not just hiring people that I really like and are awesome people that I want to be friends with, but hiring people that are good for the position. Mm -hmm. So now that I have found that, it is very easy to delegate, almost too easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When you look at hiring people that you're friends with or could be friends with versus for the position, what type of questions do you ask or what do you look for? Well, you know, the recruit select process could be pretty extensive. And I think where I have failed it in the past is that I'm impatient. And, you know, you're supposed to have an interview with someone. And, you know, if you think that it could work out, you do the personality test. You see if based on that, they're good for the job. You do a second interview. You go really deep on their references. So you don't just call the three names that they give you that are probably their favorite three people in the world. You ask them for 10 names and then you ask those 10 people if there's anybody else that you should talk to and you go really deep and really finding out who the person is because a bad hire can be really expensive. And I, I didn't realize that, but if you think about not just the time and training and the salary of that person, if you think about potential deals lost, or deals that you couldn't go out and get because you had to retrain someone, the number's astronomical. 
So it's better to just slow down and really dig in. Do you really ask for 10 references from one of the three references? I think it's 15 that you're supposed to ask for. 15. So if if I'm interviewing to be what your admin and I give you three references, then you talk to each of those three and then you ask each of them to provide more that would know me. Is that right? Or... Well, yeah, because, you know, when you've given references before, you give the names of the people you know are going to say good things about you. So if you give me Mary Smith and then I call Mary Smith, then I say to her, you know, is there anybody else that maybe had daily dealings with someone else that I could reach out to? Because the person that you're interviewing didn't expect that. No, they didn't. So you're really calling and finding the truth. Interesting. I like that. That's some good PI stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. you know, again, I'm I'm impatient, so I, I haven't done 10 and 15. I mean, it just so happened that the girl that's in our admin position, her husband is in a networking group with one of my agents, and there were a lot of other things that were a really great fit. And when I called, I think she did give me five, six, or seven references. They were all just fantastic. That's good stuff. Going back to your certified negotiation expert, is that an actual certification or is that just what you're good at? I actually did take a two-day course. You took a course. Okay. What did you learn from that course that you've applied in the real world that would you think would be interesting? It's probably been 10 years since I took it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know how much. I can barely remember what I did this morning. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you know... Just a lot of, just like with the strategic pricing specialist one, it teaches you stuff that you don't learn in real estate school. You know, I feel like real estate school just teaches you how to stay out of real estate jail. You know, it's laws and forms and that kind of thing. It doesn't actually teach you how to sell real estate. So with the the pricing specialist and the negotiation expert, it just teaches you language of sales, ways to say things how to price properly, little tips. But I'm always interested in knowledge. I go to every event that I can, and I also like to align myself with people that are doing it better than me and more than me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've tried to align myself with the top 10 in our area or people in other areas because they're also more likely to help you when you're not their direct competition, (laughs) you know? Yep. Let's talk about what your, one of your focuses now, which is listings, right? You deal a lot with you know, getting listings. And I ask this because I suspect the skills that you employ to get listings can be skills that people who are either not an agent and looking for deals or like bird dogs, whatever, or um, maybe even people like myself who raise money from investors and buy apartments. There's some things we'll be able to take away from this because you've been achieving at a high level. How do you approach getting listings? You know, a lot of my business, believe it or not, comes from Facebook. I'm very active social media. I do other things, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and all that jazz, but my primary focus is Facebook. Hmm. So I do a lot of marketing of my listings. I initially get the listings from you know, the team might bring a listing, expireds, withdrawn, uh, spear, but then I continue that because I'm heavily marketing and people are seeing it. So, you know, one of my strengths is the average days on market right now 
in our market is about 147 days. Our office is 105. Mine's at 84. Mm-hmm. And that's because of my marketing. And it's 99% of it is Facebook. Wow. 99% of your success for getting a lower days on market is from your Facebook marketing. Well, I'm from pricing it right. And yeah. You know, I do all professional photography on all right. my listings. Yeah, all, yeah, all things being equal. Um, because, you know, I don't know what you know about Facebook marketing, but I can push a listing into anyone's newsfeed in any demographic that I want. So if I have a listing in a zip code and it's a golf course community, I could target people that make a certain amount of money in that zip code that like golf. So when you say marketing you're paying for the ads within Facebook. Yes, but okay. it's a fraction of what other advertising is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you could do little pops of it and it's immediate. You know, if you're doing a magazine advertisement, you have to send your proof in a month early and then it's running a month later. Half those properties hopefully have sold. Mm-hmm. So it's old information. You know, I can do a post and it's boosted within an hour. Mm. What are some tips that you'd have for some of the listeners who are uh, wanting to either get more listings or you know just get more exposure on Facebook and they have a budget allocated for Facebook marketing like what what would you recommend they do I think the tool to getting anything um and I actually just taught a class on price to sell this morning you know you have to use what your strengths are whatever those are and if you're a new agent and you don't have any listings or you haven't had any listings that sold you need to use your office stats. But I think the uh, percentage is something like 71% of what is said in confidence is believed. And that's so true because you're the expert. So if you are talking to someone and you have your plan laid out and you know where it should be priced and you say it confidently, they're going to go with you. So you have to be firm. I would say one of my pet peeves that not enough people are doing, you have to do professional photography. Mm-hmm. So many people are looking online and they're just sitting at their computer and they're scrolling through listings and they're just looking for a reason not to see that house. You know, they're only coming back to those houses if there's just nothing else available. Mm-hmm. You have to stand out. I do professional photography, whether it's a million dollar house or a hundred thousand dollar house, you just have to. What's your, your ad budget on Facebook? Um, I don't really have one, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm always marketing my listings on Facebook, but sometimes I might say, you know, this should be a good weekend. There's some events in town or my buyer's agents are having a tough week and I want them to get some more leads. So we'll go ahead and boost it. How much do you spend, would you say on average per boost or however you look at it? I think I spend about six to $800 a month. Okay. And we've had 15 listings right now. So I don't think that's a lot for, for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people definitely spend six to $800 on, you know, just listed postcards or magazine ads. And do you handle that yourself or do you have the admin handle it? I do it myself. Getting someone else to manage my Facebook page or doing those things, the point of it is that it's a social network. So, you know, I, I have all these companies contacting me saying, you know, for $20 a month, $30 a month, we'll do all these posts for you. But that's not social. That's not me. That's somebody else hosting it. So, you know, I've incorporated video. We 
do posts that just go to our website so that we can get leads. I'm constantly experimenting with different ideas, but that will always remain something that I do because that's my page and that's the point of Facebook is to be social. What's something that you wish someone had told you about starting a brokerage or at this point in time in your career that you wish you would have known starting out? I mean, I really wish that somebody would have told me to start a team sooner and really showed me that, I mean, sure, I can do it all myself, but I can only do it myself up to a certain point. So if you really want to grow it into something big, and I have kids, so I mean, I'd love for my kids to come in and just take over the business at some point, you know, a long time from now, but come in and take over the business. You know, I wish somebody would have just sat me down and explained what it all really looks like, what the big picture is and how you have to do it and how you have to do it correctly. Because even though we corrected it with our hiring process, I did still waste six months. Makes, so Makes sense. Really just the education. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, gosh. <laughs> First, with, with trepidation, we shall continue. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company, and if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team. Go to flipfunding.com. That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. Or just simply call them at 844 354 7386. That's 844 354 7386. Best ever book you've read? Oh, um, you know what? I really like The Cell from Frederick Eglin a lot. How come? I mean, he's a character. I have a hard time just sitting down and reading something because I, I'm that kind of person where I work 12 to 14 hour days. I always feel like I could be doing something else. So, you know, there's humor. He's super successful. It wasn't a boring business book. You know, he tied in his life and how he got there. And you were you were interested in the whole story. What's the best ever personal growth experience? And what'd you learn from it? Gosh, my best ever personal growth experience. Honestly, it's my the hardships that I've encountered and how I've recovered from them. You know, I've been married I've been divorced I've lost a child when the market was crashing I moved during that time I lost everything and now I'm having the best year that I've ever had so to be able to take all of that and grow into a person that I'm proud of that's really been the best thing now if you come across a hardship what do you think or what do you do differently that you wouldn't have done if you hadn't come across those things that you mentioned? Um, well, there's not too many things that could happen to me at this point that would be worse than any of those, especially losing a child and all that was involved with that. So problems on a day-to-day -day level just aren't that big. So, I, you know, I definitely have down days. I have days that... Never that I want to quit, but, you know, we all have days where we know that we just need to get away or we want to fire a client or two or 
what have you, but nothing's ever going to be that bad. So you just have to take a break, walk away from it. And I'm solution based. So I just have to figure out what the solution is and it all works out. What's the best ever deal you've done? Um, they're all good. <laughs> There's no bad deal. You're going to kill the format of my show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I And I didn't realize it until now. I had a listing that was very trying about this time last year. The seller was very difficult. Just lots and lots of problems. Some, some heated conversations. And as it turns out, one of my buyer's agents held an open house there. And she picked up several clients from that listing. But one of these clients is going to buy over 20 houses this year. They're an investor. And then they are investing in a couple other local markets that we might be able to help them with. And they're looking at 20 to 40 houses in a year. So I'd have to say that's that's the best ever deal. But it seemed like the worst on the front yep, end. Yep. Best ever way you like to give back? Um, I'm finding, which kind of shocks me. Um, I had to teach a class this morning. And I was really stressed out about it. And I, honestly, I didn't want to do it because I'm busy. And I really enjoyed it. And it's, it was just a rewarding experience that I wasn't expecting. So I think teaching other people, even in my market, I think that's, that's really something that I'm going to start to enjoy. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Probably making wrong hires. That's probably the biggest mistake because I, I don't know what that really cost me. And what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place they could reach yep. me? I, yep. I guess that would be on Facebook, on um, my business Facebook page. It's Amy and Company. Sounds good. Well, Amy, thank you for being on the show and sharing your experience as you know, someone who has her own brokerage and is excelling at a very high level with that brokerage and then you know talking to us about your advice you know things something that you wish someone had told you before which is start a team sooner as well as how you're finding success and beating the average days on market with your listings and that is uh, through facebook ads and you're spending about six to eight hundred dollars a month on them you have about 15 listings right now so you know we can do the math on that and then lastly the get references from the references that's something i'm going to start doing i never thought about that and i've never heard that before so thanks for sharing that interview tip for anybody who's uh, building out their team that's going to be something that's that's incredibly valuable so thanks so much so have a best ever day amy and we'll talk to you soon all right thank you you too if you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company. And if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team. Go to flipfunding.com. That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot com or just simply call them at 844-354-7386. That's 844-354-7386.